0: i'ma say what i feel and i promise to keep it real welcome to the red Road so you want to be a rider well you gotta be a writer. Till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind, and the business got me stressed in the red room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, they used to bull a Never have to guess when you're listening to you He gon' bring more no game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the red room.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't be looking at me like that, Jeffrey. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? Two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've heard enough.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Damn skippy.
1: Exactly. So on this show we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So do me a favor pay- What? Why are you of- gotta <laughs> <laughs> Hold on Hold on Wait a minute Let me put some Boom in there. So Lisa
3: Is over here Eating her little Dry apricots my, don't, don't be
1: telling my business Okay Got, got the little crunching munches Making all plus kind of be, noises Let's
3: be specific here It's um, unsulfured What's right that, mean, ab- that means there's No sulfur in it It's more natural It tastes better Hmm <laughs> it's was like eating tangy sweet at his candies. Face. <laughs> Look, at yeah. least it's not Doritos. I'm trying to. You see how okay. discreet I was? You got the Doritos in front right. of me. I know. It, he I me I
1: brought them me. out just for your fun oh, yeah. dude.
3: Continue. <laughs> continue.
4: You really want to get to bring out the Twizzlers or whatever it is? Oh exactly. God, Red I, hate, I hate Nah, I'm a Red those Vines things. dude. I love
5: Twizzlers. I hate Red Vines Do
4: you? They're both
1: the devil. <laughs> I'm so not talking to you anymore. They are Satan made. So y'all see how we do it on the ramp? When we're just silly as hell. So, we got my girl, Lisa Mm Bolacaja. We call her the street nerdist in the house.
3: Well, because, well, you know, it's really important to know that even Mm -hmm. though I do a lot of this nerdy fandom, pop culture, sci-fi writing, movie writing stuff, at the same time, I can bring it to people (laughs) academically. In fact, this past weekend, I was at UC Riverside for Mm -hmm. uh, an Alternative Futurisms conference. So, some brilliant minds from all over the United States talking about Sci-fi but a global perspective. So mm-hmm. I was learning about golf futurism, you know. Golf. The the you know, the golf. You know oh, the middle, golf. Yeah, like Saudi like Arabia. Like Arabia.
1: <laughs> I was like, what'd you learn about golf over there for hey, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> The audience knows what I'm talking about. So but no, they were you know, it was just really brilliant, you know, uh for my own people, like the Native Americans, mm-hmm. uh, Latino, just everybody. Just huh. Asian, it's just a bunch of like academic texts, like really smart people saying really smart things, which is basically the shit that we talk about here. Yeah. They just put, like, $20 words on them. <laughs> so, shit I don't listen to. What's up, up, Kev Brew? What's
4: up? Hello, audience. Hello,
2: hello audience. Hello. Stop it.
4: Stop. Welcome, my children. Oh, we got Kevin it. in the house again. <laughs>
1: oh, and, then, and then we got our special guest who came in to hang out with us again today, because you guys know we're coming up on Halloween. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we're going to be airing this around Halloween that time. Um, my man, my big bro. Jeffrey Reddick, y'all.
5: What's up, y'all? Yay.
2: Hey, everybody. Yes. Back, back again. Back again. <laughs> 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 back 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 again. again.
4: And let me just say, before we start, ahead, I had to tell Jeffrey that ahead, I was gush. trying not to geek out. You yeah, I was, I was gushing. I was trying not to geek out because I just love Final Destination. It was brilliant. The yeah, concept yeah. is brilliant. I mean... What can you say? Look, he's
1: being wanted yeah. Thank you. Thank you're you're awesome. a smart I say? I'm, I'm
4: st- brilliant. I mean, I didn't know what else no. to say. No. <laughs> but
1: you know what's funny? We brought up on the episode, go listen to the episode we did with Jeffrey. He's playing some do. game in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we brought up on the episode with you, which is really interesting, that you and Kevin, well, I never could say his last name, from Underworld. Grivio. Grivio. Uh, Grivius. Uh, Grivius, that too. Kevin. Mm-hmm. are some of the only two brothers. brothers that we could think of who have their own franchise in horror, in particular. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you come up with anybody else yet? Um, no. <laughs>
2: see? <laughs> no, because I like to you guys. Unless, unless they,
3: unless they hide, and they got that one drop, and they just yeah, try to hide, yeah. okay. and they're passing. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to mention your names, Tony Perrier, I see you. <laughs> Who was brilliant? Did eraser and all that stuff too. But you know, there might be some of us in there we're just not aware of because they don't. Hey, you know, tell
5: us mine. That kind right, of- right. Good right. point. Good point. No, I liked when you said that. I was one of only two, so I decided I wasn't going to investigate it.
3: It's all exclusive. I kinda, I kinda <laughs> like that. Uh, go, the, Google, the Google link has been shut down. <laughs> I have not been able to get <laughs>
2: yeah, No, but real talk,
3: that really, yeah, that's real talk that's right, real right, talk there. right there. You know, especially franchises that were huge and definitely. got sequels. A lot of times we can get like one movie, but for it to keep, you know. And
4: they keep making them. Yes, keep yes.
3: Yeah. And and also coming with a unique perspective taking ideas and making them new for you, you know, people <coughs> avoiding death and death as an entity coming after people like bitch no I'm you're supposed to die mm-hmm. and I'm coming for you and the same with underworld where you've got like Vampires versus well, werewolves. Romeo and Juliet. It's Romeo and Juliet, and Romeo and Juliet, and Juliet with vampires and mm-hmm. werewolves. Yeah. You know, taking mm-hmm. something that's, you know, might be a little old, something new, and just kind of put it out there and, and make it exciting. And
1: speaking of that, Kev, we've been trying to get your ass on the show, just so you know. Kevin's
3: too big now. He's you too he's too <laughs> i be seeing look, look, okay, Kevin. I've emailed Kevin, his ass. Wait, wait, Kevin okay. be on Facebook putting up pictures when he cooked. Like I saw that barbecue chicken oh, yeah, Kevin does, when you was like when there. you was like bragging about what you was cooking and everything. But mm-hmm. you know, he's a. I understand he's a busy man. He's very busy. Yeah, ain't doing I've Because they were trying
4: to launch iFrankenstein
5: <laughs> as a franchise. Yeah. So, Did you
1: hear about that, Jeffrey?
5: Um, iFrankenstein. I <laughs> yeah, I saw iFrankenstein. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna try to make a franchise. Yeah,
1: yeah. they're trying.
5: Okay, they yeah. try. It.
3: Yeah, well, you know what? I think what's happening is a lot of people, and it, no, and it has nothing to do with Kevin. Kevin, no, it's just the idea. A lot of times, things get big and popular, and we we do it so much that. You know, people, the audience gets tired. They want something new and different. And mm-hmm. I think maybe at that point, when I Frankenstein, which was a great concept, I just think at that time, we were already kind of tired of stuff.
4: Well, I think, you know, when he threw his twist on it, because there were angels or people that, you know, yeah. that were... Yeah, it might have been
3: a little bit much. Angels.
4: Yeah, it was a lot going mm-hmm. on in there. So, you know, and then you had, um, what was the one, Priest? hmm that came out in the Legion you had yeah. all those I
3: love although Legion. I love those shows with mm-hmm. angels and del- I mm-hmm. love it when they take stuff that's not really in the Bible like they're like the esoteric text it's like no. what if nope. and no. like yeah. yeah and it's like they have like soap operas with like angels and stuff uh-huh. and I'm sitting here you know the old Christian by like I don't remember that being the Bible but I guess <laughs> yeah. I guess that could happen but I love that kind of stuff it was, I,
1: in, it was in a new
4: new testament yeah yeah what was like that one it was the like, books that didn't make it
3: in yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like that one series what was it prophecy you know that I love like the '80s and '90s yeah. with um, mm-hmm. Christopher Walken. Like I mm-hmm. love though, and I love that they personified Satan as this dude who was like, "Look, you know, it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. I was trying to do my own thing It didn't work out. What? what? Well, did you see the X Files <laughs> about the
4: quadruplets? Yeah, where they found them, they would always be in the street with right, their, right, and, and their then eyes their eyes would really
3: be burned out and that stuff. It was yeah. Yes. Oh, that's nice. yeah, yeah, trip. And that's coming <laughs> back. It's yeah, it's coming back yeah. in January, yeah, so cool. I'm excited. So, yeah, so. Y'all know
1: how we do it on the Mm -hmm. Rant Room. So do me a quick favor. i got to start plugging this early. I'm I'm starting to hear from some of our fans. (sighs) We need to start reminding people um, about our Twitter. We need to start reminding them to... um, like us on Facebook <laughs> We got to do it earlier Because we tend to do it in the end It's just, I don't know No,
3: you tend to do it at the end
2: <laughs> Let's see what happens
3: <laughs> <laughs> So let's get that straight
1: <laughs> I am a podcast head And I almost get bored when I listen to podcasts And they go for five yeah, minutes they before for even stuff. start But your so fans
3: are telling I, you You need to do that So go ahead and do it right now I
1: go, uh, all right so y'all know how to do it on the Rant Room. So do me a favor. Please go on iTunes. iTunes yeah, go on iTunes. Uh, Stitcher. Subscribe Stitcher. to the show. Stitcher. Um, Facebook. Please give us a five-star review. We need that shit. That shit's important. Um, follow us on Twitter, Screenwriters ScreenwritersRR. Um, and we'll get to all of our personal ones later on. Cool. And share us with your friends, like Please. writer people.
3: Pass, that's it like, pass it around. Pass it around. Pass it around. I
0: said pass it All right, all
3: right, all right. We are serious now. Let's stay focused.
4: Halloween, Halloween. We'll start dirty whining in here. That was sad behind the
2: music right.
1: too uh, So if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get it in. So as you said, as as, as you said... <laughs> Country as I, like, said, as, you as said. I said, as I said, as I said, we got my man Jeffrey Reddick here today. So we're coming up on Halloween, a couple weeks away. So I figured today we, when Lisa and I did a cool last episode, go check it out in the, in the archives on the elements of horror. So we thought we'd piggyback on that again since we got my man, my big bro, in here, who knows everything about horror. You know everything, right? Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, every, 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 everything everything. Everything.
1: We, fi- we figured we'd piggyback off of that <laughs> and talk about some horror elements again and a whole bunch more. So check it out. Let's talk about um let's talk about things that we love about horror. Like like why is it do we think we like horror? Let's talk about let's go around the room. Let's okay. talk about why it is. What's our first memory of why we liked horror? Let's go there first.
3: Um, for me, I think because most of my friends were into like the Hollywood musicals mm-hmm. They were into like The adventure bye, stories bye. Yeah I mean I like Pippi Longstocking <laughs> And that stuff too But for me um, I love Pippi Longstocking oh She was my hero I love Pippi I know <laughs> I, You got it out of control You know it's the idea of Because my, my home life Was kind of You know Kind of tense at times mm-hmm. It was a way for me to deal with certain monstrosities, things and psychological things and happening. Yeah, in my family. But it was a way for me to watch it and process it through, you know, in a safe space. To me, horror was always a safe space to watch things play out, Mm -hmm. and always have like a hopeful ending. Even when things went to shit and everybody's dead, at least I learned some skills on how to survive and how to (laughs) avoid (laughs) things. (laughs) Seriously, I'm serious. Like one of the things I learned from horror is to trust your gut innately. Alright I would say Horror desert. Yeah Because Definitely. you know When I was at home or like You know Relatives And you know Stepdad stuff You know coming from a home Where there was like Domestic violence Mm -hmm. And one of the things That horror teaches you Is when things don't Appear right You need to listen To that little voice Uh And as a little child Mm -hmm. I took that in Like okay The adults are having a party Because you know how Some grown folks get They would barbecue Get (laughs) together They start to drink in Mm -hmm. And you know One of your uncles Or your stepdad Mm -hmm. shouldn't be And stuff pops off I always knew Okay this is the part In the movie (laughs) This is like The first act act break Yeah this is like The first (laughs) act break (laughs) Where the monster appears Uh And this is where most people tease. die. Uh-huh. So this is where the final girl, which is me, <laughs> needs to remove myself from the space and figure out a way. So mm-hmm. real talk, that was, it was psychologically helping me deal with a lot of home stuff. Well, that's, that's
1: interesting because, Jeffrey, we talk about, at least I'm going to talk about a ton on diff- different episodes throughout about why horror is so important as parents should raise their kids watching horror. For this reason right mm-hmm. here, you know, it helps you in situations of, of danger. It reminds you of something you've seen before. Right. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Yeah, when I think of,
3: like, one of the important things I think of, like, especially, like, for example, last night we were watching, hey, shout out to Geek Soul Brother. We were doing Saturday Night Sci-Fi. What's up, Geek? And what we did was we were watching the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. We live tweet that. And so I tweeted, there's the scene where Miles and Becky are running because, you know, they're supposed to, like, be still. Like, oh, people don't know where we are. And all of a sudden the whole entire town is chasing Mm -hmm. them. And I tweeted, as a child, that's one of my most frightening uh, memories of frightening scenes in movies. It's when, especially for children in horror movies, when children know that something is wrong mm-hmm. and you can't get adults. To believe you because yeah, they think you're a child crazy. and you don't Know it mm-hmm. and it's when people realize something Too late and mm-hmm. when people who are supposed to be Close to you family friends The trusted people in your life They turn against you and come after you That shit fucked me up mm-hmm. So even last night as we're having fun and tweeting that When those scenes came up when the little boy Jimmy was like that's not my dad <laughs> You know and mm-hmm. I'm like oh god Jimmy I understand your feelings Yeah and people irony, Always dismiss know, yeah. children anyway mm-hmm. As if they're not their own being because we think oh you're a you don't know anything and a lot of times children they're still entrusting their intuitiveness and they know when shit is wrong they know when parents are in a situation and they don't know how to articulate it to people so those type of movies where i'm in a situation where i know something is fucked up but i can't convince other people mm-hmm. that it's wrong too that's the shit that gets me you, messed up
4: well i'm going to start with growing up watching chiller thriller uh, feature, feature yeah. and all uh, that yes. stuff when it was Kind of funny, you know, mm-hmm. the thing with two heads with Ray Moland, mm-hmm. um, The Creeping Eye, Planet Nine from Outer Space, mm-hmm. When Worlds Collide. So it was like kind of funny to me at first. So I was like, well, this is kind of funny and amusing and, you know, these creatures are not, you know, whatever. When it became real to me, because mm-hmm. you used to have M.O.W.'s, right? Movies mm-hmm. of the Week. The Sentinel. Oh, my God. The People Sentinel. goes go see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> The Sentinel Read the book came too. on ABC, Sentinel, and then they did what was the one with Gavin McCloud and he was the reporter? Oh, oh, Night Stalker. Night Stalker. Night, Stalker. Oh, Night yeah. Stalker. And he went into the thing and the demon had come to life and was, in the. it was just all that shit. And I was like, <gasps> And then I was 13 and on <laughs> TV, I'm dating myself, on TV came out. On TV, I maybe I was nine, on TV was the <laughs> precursor to, to like young <laughs> I, I was a baby, actually. <laughs> on TV was a precursor to HBO and all that. And so my sister had gone away, and she left me there by myself, mm-hmm. and The Exorcist came on. Yes.
1: Uh, everybody in that damn Exorcist. The
4: Exorcist they? came on, and just to see the, the range of horror hmm. was very... Um, it was a telling thing to me cuz it was like it didn't have to be campy mm-hmm. or or, the, or funny or crazy. Mm-hmm. It could have been suspenseful. It could tell a great story. It could tell uh, one that just made you pee in your pants cuz I had every light on in the house and the front door open. Oh, you you were you were doing horror oh, movies wrong. Anyway, these people drove up and they said, "Well, we saw the lights on, and the door open." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm ready to run out." They're like what? <laughs> <laughs> Where
2: are you running from. Okay.
4: <laughs> so, just the fact that horror could, could, could embrace so much. It's just a, a veneer to tell different kinds of stories mm-hmm. that were appealing to me as a child. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Isn't it funny how we, we all do it? We, even you at 10, whatever age you're <laughs> claiming to be, 15. <laughs> you know, right uh, fetus?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it interesting
1: how we have the fear of while we're watching it? So instead of turning it off... Yes. You go turn the lights on and open the door so you can keep watching. So you yes. keep wa- yeah. Isn't that
3: funny? Keep the powering keep through. watching, yeah. yeah like,
4: okay, if the devil comes out... Not like I'm saying
2: he's going to come <laughs> right, out,
4: right. but if he does, at least I'll be able to see him because the shadow That's will you know, funny. not thinking as a child, like, well, maybe the devil doesn't have a shadow Or maybe he'll cut the lights off Before True. he yeah. comes out Or maybe yeah. some pervert's Going to walk in my house And kidnap me yeah. oh. <laughs> Didn't yeah. think of that either I'm like, please <laughs> yeah. don't kidnap me After the exorcist <laughs> person
1: I comes the doors open. <laughs> <laughs> And what about you, Jeffrey? What do you think?
5: Uh, you know what? Actually, I just had an epiphany mm-hmm. um, um, Because it's so funny Because growing up when You know, I was actually I grew up in Kentucky But I was born in Florida So my early years were in Florida mm-hmm. And um, we were very, like, middle class there And I was very much into Collecting stamps and coins. Yeah. yeah. And I, was in the, I was in the, Cub Scouts and the Boy Scouts and Little League. Right. And then we moved to Kentucky and, um, so I wasn't really into horror then. I was into Greek, you know, fantasy and stuff okay. like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved to Kentucky and, you know, I, again, I, I'm so glad that I grew up there and I love growing up there. I think it, you know, just built a lot of character and taught me a lot about people but we did grow, go to an area that was very, at the time, was very, very racist. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was white and my dad, um, was African American and, um so that's actually when I started getting into horror films. It just it just hit me that before that. I, and it, you know, it just hit me right now like that's mm-hmm. that's when I got into mm-hmm. it. Wow. Um and so I think a lot of that was escapism right. to kind of deal with all the stuff that was going on in my life, but another part of it that was kind of the fun part is I there was me and three other friends. There was Calvin Som, Tony Calhoun and Jason Allen and we would always hang out together um and watch horror films and mm-hmm. the, like the bloodier the better mm-hmm. and <laughs> Fangoria magazine. Yes. And then everybody so at, bloody, at so. school yeah. was always yeah. like you guys are weird. How can you watch that stuff? Yeah. So it's almost like a badge of honor to watch
1: mm-hmm. it. Right? Um, Did you grow up in the Bible Belt, or what was it? it yeah,
5: yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah, and I'm a Baha'i too, which is like a, an mm-hmm. Eastern religion. Mm-hmm. So you know, being yeah, that was another that was a whole other thing. Um, growing up back there, going to the uh, Kevin says he grew up a, in a cult, so, <laughs> stepping into like a Holy Roller church, and um, yeah. you know, having them say that you're the devil. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was that was fun. I remember that. That mm-hmm. only happened one time though. Um, <laughs> you're like that was. I'm over, you. i You are the devil. Sir, I think I will show myself know, my, out. Uh, my <laughs> mom, my mom just picked us up and like we just left. Like, Thank you. Um, but um, that was just because we were crying when they were talking in tongues. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was, that was weird. Part of life. We need to put the fear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um,
5: but it's funny because it, it just hit me now that that's when I really started getting into horror was was in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember when I was in Florida, the first horror film that I saw, I snuck out and watched *Sam's Lot*. Wow. Um, and that yes. scene when, when Danny glitches up, they up to the window. Oh my god, it gives me chills thinking about it now. Let, let me in, in, mark. Yeah, like I, that, that scene. Mm-hmm. So then I had to s- sleep in my. My mom and my sister shared a, a room, and so I, I, I had to sneak for, like, a week. I had to sneak and sleep beside my mom's bed because I was so scared. <laughs> oh, shut up. And my, I was
3: doing the same thing, but too. My, <laughs>
5: but my sister knew, oh, and so she would take the shit to bed with her, like, shoes and stuff. Oh, and she would just throw it off and hit me <laughs> with stuff. Because she knew I couldn't say anything because my mom would know I was there and in the yes! room. Yes! So thank you, sis,
2: if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you
3: my, let's, let's, just to jump on you mm-hmm. real quick um, It was funny you said that Because even though Like you said Even though we know it's scary and How we keep pushing through to watch it because I would watch these movies and then I knew if I said anything to my mom that I was scared she would tell me oh well, you can't, you watch, can't them. watch it no so what yeah. I would do is literally mm-hmm. I would watch like the movie of the week or those weird channels and then if it really got to me like tales from the dark side a mm-hmm. couple of early episodes really you know and there was one Rod Serling show I actually bought the DVD I can't remember the name of
4: Night it Night Gallery No
3: no not Night Gallery it not was a movie no it was a movie of the I have to give it to you it was like an anthology of like three stories. And there was one about a hole where a kid's dog fell in there and the father went down into the hole. That's actually a
4: true... Those are
2: true stories. Yeah, the true stories.
3: And then they... Yanking the rope, and they pulled him up, and his hair was white, and he was just like screaming and went insane. That fucked me up. Mm -hmm. Where I had to go and like sleep by my mother's bed quietly so she wouldn't know I was there. (laughs) And then I had to have the crack of dawn, the light come up. I would have to sneak back to my room because if she saw me laying there sleeping next to her, she would forbid me to watch those movies. (laughs) So as soon as she said that, I'd have to like go sleep next to my. I remember like several times (laughs) sneaking in, laying on the floor next to her bed, you know, when she would cough, like, oh god, how she's not gonna get up and step on me because she's gonna (laughs) keep me. So that just brought back. Those, those memories Well I grew up
1: We talked about this before When you Your mom Took you to the movies mm-hmm. But you were supposed To be in the back Sleep yeah. Watching the driving Because we didn't have Driving Right right right, yeah. right My mom Embraced us to go So we would load up Remember if I had wow. Little Z-Vans and shit mm-hmm. <laughs> We'd load up in a van And go watch a movie And I'll never forget Not a Living Dead The mm-hmm. original uh, one yeah. mm-hmm. And there's a couple of reasons Why that movie Spoke to me so much mm-hmm. Number one it's the first time I saw real nudity, because mm. you remember there was this, there was one little shot of one zombie who's coming toward them at the at the grave when, like,
3: what,
2: when like he's chasing his sister, he's teasing his a sister, yeah. and my
1: man they finally do the reversal on right. him and his ass is showing. I right. remember seeing that for the first time, right. mm-hmm. so that made me go, I want to see that again. Right, 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 <laughs> and then. That's what made me love the whole contained. I told mm-hmm. you, I love contained mm-hmm. horror films. People get trapped somewhere, and how the fuck are they going to get out right. mm-hmm. That's way more scary than me. That's way more smarter than me, because it always ends up, somebody survives mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. end. Right. It's usually somebody you
3: least expect to survive. Right. and especially for that movie at that time, with Dwayne Jones playing mm-hmm. Ben, mm-hmm. you know, the black guy, you know, He's who's the like the lead, yeah. and whereas yeah. the white character, no, he, he did he did Ganja and Hess, oh, okay. and um, uh, he, was, he taught... Uh, acting and a lot of stuff back east. And then, um, yeah, he died pretty pretty young. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant actor. But it was like, it was one of those movies where it was really addressing the subtext race because at the end sequence when they had like the moving still pictures, mm-hmm. they were kind of juxtaposed and reminded you of the the... the Lynchings the civil rights movement The lynchings When they were putting The bodies to burn The hooks I mean mm. all of that Was just subtextual Yeah that a And
2: return?
3: it was It was like The civil rights movement it Was just showing you What was going on And mm-hmm. it just made it Even more real And of course As fucked up as it was The fact mm. that He dies at the end So that kind of Started the original So every motherfucker Who made a movie Saw Night <laughs> of the Living Dead And said from now on Black people ain't gonna Survive in any movie at You might not like be killed first He did movie. last And this is the thing Because yeah. when I told you When I went to the conference mm. There's um the keynote speaker uh, was talking about Night of Living Dead mm-hmm. and how there's a scene where, you know, where the sheriff and all of them, they're going around. It's the next day, and they're mm-hmm. shooting the bodies. And then the, the sheriff goes, oh, there's one right there. Go ahead and shoot him. And it's, mm-hmm. it's Ben, mm-hmm. and they shoot him. And the question was, was it done on purpose because he is a black man or was it because they thought he was a zombie?
4: Because it was Ferguson.
3: Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was but, in all, you know, but, you I've know, was movie, it done purposely I've or was it because they thought times. he was?
1: He looks like a zombie in the shot.
3: No yeah. he doesn't
1: He looks like a zombie Does he not I think look he looks a, like a, He comes he's out Kind of like t- tired he's all tired the, the, and... the, the sun is hitting his eyes So he's just like He looks like something's wrong Yeah So it looks You can give me that
3: Funky ass look If you want to I cry I cry racism Because at least, at least If you 50 feet away the least a motherfucking do Is like Hey Oh Is you a zombie oh, or not Like
1: like, like Ving Rams did In Dawn of the Dead The new one Right He said Say something Right And she said Like, help me or some shit. She said something funny. Right,
2: right, (laughs)
3: right, right, right.
4: You know who else was affected by that movie? Um, Lana and Andy Wachowski. Why? Because they said that their father took them to see that. Mm -hmm. And they were mesmerized by this black man trying to save these people who didn't want to be saved. Interesting. And they were just like, wow, you know, that just really, really (laughs) made a big impression on no, that. No, that's
1: interesting. The, mm-hmm. about that. the, here's, here's, the, here's, here's the other thing about that movie. It's the first time that I remember. I'm sure there have been plenty of other horror movies before. What was that?
3: 60... 1968. The year I was, someone was born. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey.
2: (laughs) I was born a year later. I won't name no names. (laughs) I was born a year later, (laughs) Grandpa.
1: (laughs) That's the first time. And I've went back to that movie many times when I had to write another script Mm -hmm. because it has all those elements of character. You have mm-hmm. the scary girl, the nervous one. Mm-hmm. You have the asshole. Archetypes. You have yeah. the 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 you know what I mean the 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 sexy girl mm-hmm. on the side, and then the younger couple. It really has all the. You have the big tough black guy, and you have got the sub-
3: subversive moments too. Yeah, where you have yeah, the little sure. girl eating her parents. Yeah,
1: you have the little girl who turns a yes. yes, yes, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. and the yeah. monsters who really are just regular people, and because you know up until that time, until 1968, you got to mm-hmm. remember we were coming out of. Um, a lot of heavy World War II mm-hmm. A lot of atomic bomb stuff So we had a lot of Big monster movies You know radiation Like mm-hmm. one of my favorite's them mm-hmm. You've got like The King Kong movies And so those were like Big oh yeah That's a monster That's a creature From the Black Lagoon that's-. Mm-hmm. But here in this case The monsters were us You know, and it kind of fucked a lot of people up, you know, Uh especially when you got a girl in the basement and she's eating, you know, and it's like cute, cute little, little Carol Ann looking little girl, you (laughs) know, oh cute, and then she down there (laughs) grounding on mom and dad just eating away. And I remember when I saw that and I said, see, see, Mm -hmm. that's not right. (laughs) And I love it. I love it. You know, so. I mean, there's a lot of, it, it It really did spawn a lot of movies where it start bringing horror to the domestic. Sure. You know, because, you know, a few, there was, like, when was, when was um, The Extras? Wasn't that 1970? 73? Is it that old? 70. Yeah, it is. 73 yeah. or 74. I always think it's like late 70s and mid 70s. Or 70. Oh, maybe 70. 75. Yeah, it was the uh, book first, okay. William Blatty's <laughs> book, and then it became
4: the movie. Based on the boy.
3: who yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, after that. Then we started seeing more and more of those domestic horrors, you know, um, Halloween, Mm -hmm. you know, with the babysitter, you know, that kind of thing, where in the beginning, once again, you have a child doing something subversive, where Mm -hmm. he's stabbing his sister to death, you know, that kind of thing. So I think, you know, those movies
1: are just wonderful, and I loved them. Let's talk about some elements Mm -hmm. that we didn't talk about.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Let's talk about fear Mm -hmm. and how we use them in scripts. Mm -hmm. Let's start with you. Like, things that you do in your scripts adding more fear. How do you know when you're adding fear in your in your scripts? Like what what type of think tricks or or things do you do if you think about it?
5: I mean, what I try to do is I, <coughs> I always try to make it start with the characters, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, the concept of it. You know, you try to come up with kind of a cool concept, and then
1: well, you're really good at coming up with concepts. Okay, yeah, my <laughs> my
5: old uh, Gwen Potter, who, um, who was a hip pocket agent, agency, <laughs> meeting at CAA many many years ago, mm-hmm. told me that I was told me that I was a concept. Uh, queen. <laughs> <laughs> she made, she made that yes. In the best possible way. Yes. Yeah, that's
1: a good thing. Uh, yes. No, because
5: because I worked at New Line, so I started working at a studio at net mm-hmm. nineteen, and and so they kind of taught you or you taught, you learned early on that it was the concept is what hooks everybody. Sure. So mm-hmm. you need to have that concept that's going to make your movie yeah. make your movie stand out from 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 other movies. So I always kind of start off with a concept, um, but when I'm actually writing scary scenes, I try to I try to think of things that I haven't seen before mm-hmm. um, or put twists on things that I have seen before mm-hmm. like um, one of my favorite scenes that I that I wrote was in uh, this movie Tamara that came out um, through Lionsgate and it's my homage to Carrie about this girl who's picked mm-hmm. on and, and gets killed and she's in witchcraft and she comes back and mm-hmm. she knows kind of all the sins over tormentors and um there's well, that's a,
1: interesting She knows all the sins Of the tournament ah, And she kind of Turns yeah.
5: it against them And they end up Kind of killing she uses themselves She it against yeah, them. Kill, yeah. Okay. And there's a scene Where the guy Who videotaped um, Or works in the Audio video center And provided the Video equipment um, there's a scene where she possesses him, basically, and mm. it's time. to You know, we realize he tried to kill himself before, and so Tamara's like, "You know, the, your problem is you never finish what you start." Mm. And so he goes on to like the video feed. Spoil- oh, spoiler! I should have said spoiler. Oh, but the <laughs> sort of <laughs> but um, so he goes on the live video feed, and you think he's going to confess what the, him and his friends did over the weekend to Tamara but um, he just starts talking about how he is a loser because he you can't stand by and watch horrible things happen to people and not do anything. Right. And, He's like, you know, he pulls out a ex- exact knife, and he's like, you know, I'm never going to stand by and hear no evil, and he cuts his ear off. Mm-hmm. Hey. And so then you know where this is going. Uh, right? And he right. doesn't speak no evil. Right. And then see ton. no evil, and then he himself something. Right. Oh eye. So, wow! So you know, like you know, when he pulls that knife out, and the way he says hear no evil, you know exactly. Right. You know how those whole things come out. Right, right. Right. So it's setting up that. Oh shit! He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna cut off his tongue next. Mm-hmm. And his eye. Yeah, we know where this is going. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's trying to set. A lot of that is setting up expectations, and sometimes it's setting up expectations and subverting them. But, right. but a lot of times it's trying to like put something out there in the audience's mind, and then ha- having them just sitting there like you know clutching the seat, like waiting for it to pay off, mm-hmm. like what you're mm-hmm. setting up. So mm-hmm.
1: okay, that's interesting. What do you that's think about fear, Kev?
4: I think that to piggyback on what Jeff was saying, it starts with the character. And what does the character fear mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be anything grandiose. It could be something like spiders mm-hmm. or the fact that I'm going to go slowly insane mm-hmm. um which is was was it cake was that the movie that just came out, and mm-hmm. what's her name was having Alzheimer's? Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um those small things, and I try to build on that so or if you Or watching something that's gross and fearful, like, you know, having you who hasn't had their nail bent back
2: accidentally
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm. or, you know, things like that. Those Mm -hmm. small things that build into bigger things. And then by the time, you know, the big whatever comes along, you've already there. People are already jumpy Mm -hmm. because you've had all these small things, these small incidents happening. So I try to go with what the character would fear. What would be what, what would take him over the edge versus me? You know, because when you're watching somebody else's, you really can't, like you said, when you're talking to people, and like, well, quit being melodramatic or blah blah blah. But that's what makes that character scared, and you're like, can't you just understand that the person is scared mm-hmm. or whatever? Mm-hmm. So yeah, those small things that make the character just fright- frightened.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. For me, it's the whole ocular thing. It's what the gaze, what the character is seeing. I like it when I, I try to create characters where. Um, we, because you know, most of the time when you have the protagonist, we are kind of living the movie through that protagonist. They are our eyes to the world. But I like setting up things where the character sees something before everyone else does mm-hmm. and kind of putting the audience in that, you know, the knowledgeable, brainiac position where it's like, oh fuck, how are they gonna figure this out? I kind of like to help have my audience, I mean, writing a script. Like, have them starting to think, well, what the fuck are they going to do? And have Mm -hmm. my character do what the audience thinks they would normally do the normal thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then create things where the the normal thing that you would do, the smart thing, gets subverted. Where it's like, oh, that didn't work. You know, Mm -hmm. the normal thing would be to leave. Okay, this looks kind of fucked up. Let's have our character leave. Like, yeah, they did the smart thing. But then that smart thing actually was the wrong thing to do. To kind of, like, do the twist and Mm -hmm. change it up a little bit. Because a lot of times when, when people go see horror movies the thing that kills horror movies for me is when people do stupid things because then I stop caring for you (laughs) like I I definitely have to have characters set up where you care about them and you care what happens the thing that bugs me about really bad horror movies is when I don't care about your characters Mm -hmm. when the movie is just about how cool like in the Saw movies the first Mm -hmm. one was cool second and third one not so much Mm -hmm. and the fourth one and the fifth one not so much because Mm -hmm. after a while I didn't care because the whole point in the movie or those Eli Roth movies Mm -hmm. where it's not really about the characters it's about how cool We can kill people. Mm-hmm. After a while, that gets boring. So I I definitely want to create characters where we care about them. We want to make sure nothing happens to them. And also have them do things that the normal thing that they would do, like the audience who thinks they're smart are like, don't be stupid, mm-hmm. but they do the things that a smart person would do, and they still get fucked up. That, to me, what? makes it scarier, and it makes it feel like, shit, what are mm-hmm. they going to do? And that just ratchets it up, that tension.
5: you know. And you know, the funny thing is, like that's, that's what I've always told myself I want to do as far as, I, I want to write a movie... Where the character does everything right. But you know, the thing with that, that's why there are certain tropes in horror films like, oh, mm-hmm. our cell phone doesn't work. You know, it's because then you really have to come up with like a, you have to come up with this almost unstoppable kind of killer. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you, uh-huh. Do you
1: have to set up why. They get trapped. But
5: it would be good. But it, but, I, but, I, but it, that's kind of a challenge. Like before before I die, right. Right. I want to write the movie where honestly, like the character, like they kind of did that with um with The Conjuring, where it's like they got out of the house and then the ghost, but the ghost mm-hmm. was it came the with, kid, yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? So that you know that was a that was a, a cool way to like right. get them out of the house and 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 still have the thing follow them. But I want to do a whole movie where it's like. The minute there's a killer, this person knows it. They start doing everything right, like they call the cops, and the cops, get... you know, like mm-hmm. we're, not that the you know it takes the cops like eight hours to get like in the visit where right. you know the kids are trapped out in this house, and it mm-hmm. takes the you know cops eight hours to get to the house. It's like mm-hmm. you know, or, or yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're stuck in the middle of nowhere. No one mm-hmm. will ever get here before I kill twenty right. people. Right. Um, <laughs> but then you know to, to set up a, to set up the characters that are that smart and have access to all the technology they have, mm-hmm. and then have a killer still be able to get them, right? It's is difficult. A, yeah, it's it's difficult, yeah. but it's something you know.
4: It's a challenge. It's
5: a challenge. Uh-huh. It's a challenge. Yeah. I'm
4: working on, I'm working on that. It's called Cliché, mm. and it's oh, cool. it's a yeah, it is a horror film just like that. Like because i was like oh I'm so I, I just scream at the screen when people are like <laughs> why are you doing that? Yeah. I was watching um Sorority Row. Mm -hmm. and he had killed all the girls and and there was like these bubbles outside and the girl girl goes I'm gonna go outside and the girl's like okay be careful
3: (laughs) and at that moment that's where I'm like you deserve to
4: die (laughs) in fact
3: I'm gonna go jump in the movie and kill you (laughs) myself (laughs) basically yeah I just don't like it when they make movies dumb that way Mm -hmm. and I don't yeah it just, it just takes me out of your movie It just takes me out of your movie Totally Because mm-hmm. then I'm like I'm excited And then they do stupid And then it's like I don't care Like I'm really like Wanting to get my money back Because I want to be scared It's very hard to scare me mm-hmm. You know and, and, and like we know It's because you know All of us We've seen so many horror movies So you know yeah. Takes a lot to a lot. Takes a lot to like Scare this bitch right here Like you gotta thing. do
1: some work You brought up a really good movie The Conjuring which we all
5: liked mm-hmm. last year.
1: Mm-hmm. Last year or two years ago? Two, oh, it was two, two years Two yeah, the second one came out. If y'all ain't seen the bitches, that's your fault. They had a no. second one?
5: Well, yeah, they, did they did the two. doll, the Annabelle. Or Annabelle. Oh,
4: Annabelle. What yeah. did I say? No, there, was a,
5: conjuring. No, there was a conjuring. They're conjuring. doing another conjuring. Okay. They're doing no, another conjuring. No, oh, I'm thinking Insidious. Insidious. No, so, yes, Conjuring, and then they did
4: Annabelle,
3: which was a riff off of that. But they are doing a conjuring
5: too. They are doing conjuring too.
3: Conjuring's the one with the yeah, doll, right? Annabelle's does one want the dog. No. Well, yeah, Conjuring had the doll in the beginning. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Let me tell you this. Right. Let yeah. me
1: tell you. We're talking about fear. We all have seen all the movies with dolls since freaking Twilight Zone. Yes. Oh, Yo, yes. my God. Way back in the 60s. Talking Tina. Talking Tina, that and bitch.
3: I, that look. that, that <laughs> bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> look.
1: Here's something that Conjuring did that still. Now, we all seen the trailer. So we knew what was coming. They also did the Oh my god, we talked about thing, this right? before. Yes. yes. But let's talk about that teaser that they did at the beginning. Oh my god. But it is one of the best teasers ever yes. to me. Yes.
4: Because the two people, college yeah. bitches the doll. Living, living by themselves. <laughs> right.
1: She got a doll. Sit the doll down. Shout out to all the college bed, bitches, turn bitches out there. The, 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 it's perfect fear. The doll's in another place. I didn't put the doll there.
3: And but they did the smart thing is yes. they threw that doll away. Yeah. And we thought that's the end of it. Because you know, it's like, well, fuck, you know, let's just throw it away, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they should have burned it, personally, I would have thought. Yeah. But then when that Cully bitch water. knocked. Yes! Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> hard. Got rid of it. And then when that door. <laughs> the sage, that oh That my, my stomach dropped when <laughs> the yes. knock on the door. Knock, boom, knock, boom, knock. boom. And, and <laughs> I was like,
4: if this bitch opens the door. And she
1: went like this. And then the pic camera panned down. Yes!
4: Down the yes! Because you know that's a real story, right? Yeah. Have you seen the real doll? Mm. It's a raggedy Ann It's a
3: raggedy end. Yeah, oh, really?
4: I saw and they, they had the container. It's in the container. It, they have it in the case, and they would come home, and she would have written on the ceiling. They're like, this? Where's this bitch getting parchment from?" <laughs>
3: You parchment.
5: Parchment. Hey, parchment. <laughs> you home work Not scratch the paper.
4: Reading Writing curses. They were like, what <laughs> is going on? Sure, Amazon.com. Where I need parchment, parchment paper. Did <laughs> the bitch go out to the paper store and yes. buy it? parchment? <laughs> and no one noticed? And nobody noticed. <laughs> Can I help you, ma'am? I'm <laughs> just <of> some parchment.
3: <laughs> but it was like the self contained, perfect like ghost story mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And it set the tone for that movie because it was like, this is what these people are working with, mm-hmm. God forbid what the next entity is going to be. And that that was a brilliant movie, and I mm-hmm. thought it was really well executed. And the key, once again, people, if you're writing horror, I fucking cared about those people. That's right. yeah. I didn't want anything to happen to the mom, mm-hmm. the kids, the dad. Mm-hmm. I felt It brought me back to the old days of Amityville Horror, where it's like, but you know, they work so hard to get that house. They can't mm-hmm. live in the well, house. What did they do?
1: You talked about this in our previous episode. Mm-hmm. Go listen to that episode, bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's They made them like Normal people that we don't You know what I mean They weren't like A bunch of movie stars Right Mm -hmm. They were like
3: They were regular folk A million,
1: two million dollars It was like really cheap
3: Even though the lead uh, The lead actress um, Oh, what's her name? Lily Um, Lily? Lily Lily What is Lily's last name?
5: What are you talking about? Conjuring. Oh, Conjuring. The Conjuring. Oh, um, Rose Byrne. No, wait a minute. I'm getting Lily, my... Um, I'm getting
3: my... Um, you no, know, i look at people. Up. Anyway, so the lead who played the mom in that, who's a brilliant actress, but she's also a brilliant character actress. done a lot of saying, in, we independent gotta films. I'm to think about who it is. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And that's brilliant, because you know she's been in everything, and she's yeah. a fantastic actress. But the fact is, they were like regular people. They looked like they were they from did. the 70s. They did. And we cared. It was like... They it did. wasn't like, oh, it's... You know, Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. trying to pretend like she's just this normal person living out and blah, blah, blah. I do have to say, though,
5: I met Jennifer Aniston once, and she's a sweetheart. I was oh, on- oh, I'm yeah. sure she is. I know, but I just, just want to say. No, Jennifer. I was, I, was lost, I was lost on the Sony. No, I no, you're not talking about Sony. Yeah, yeah. But I was lost on the Sony lot, and I was looking around, and then this lady comes up to me, and she's like, oh, you look lost. Where are you going? And I told her, oh, and she's like, oh, well, just walk with me. And then all of a sudden, I was like...
3: That's Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. This is walker. her Rachel. She's, Lily she's Taylor. walking me. She's huh? walking me to my meeting. What's her name? Lily Taylor.
4: Lily Taylor and Vera Farmiga. Oh, my God. Right. Those oh, bitches are you know. beautiful yeah. and they're great.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, hey, Jennifer Aniston. No, no, I just had it. She's, no, it's because <laughs> she's fantastic. Because she's, she's beautiful and she's popular and she's yeah. well known. And I can never see her in a I movie. I believe that. Yeah. From
1: her character that you see her in all her movies, she looks like she's cool. Just a lovely right. person. You know what I mean?
5: But anyhow, <clears> anyway, anyway, <throat> back to horror.
4: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the you didn't dark. Ask you about fear.
1: The dark. I was talking about fear. Why those things make me? Oh, for you. Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. like like I was using that as an example. Oh, okay. right, right. Scream's a great opening, opening too.
5: Yeah. That's up. your I, favorite.
1: That's your favorite. Well, Nightmare
5: on Elm Street is my favorite movie. Tina's death in Nightmare on Elm Street is probably my favorite oh, death yes. of okay. any horror film. It's just brilliant. Mm. And then, but the opening of Scream, I just watched. Like I've. For some reason, yeah. Even the last time we were talking, I feel like mm-hmm. a nerd. Mm-hmm. Well, even our last podcast, right. I'm like, yeah, I've been watching that opening over and over. again. Right. I just love that opening with. Mm-hmm.
3: And even those Drew Barrymore, we hadn't sure seen her in a long time, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's this you girl think she's going to be the lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: And her performance, the old
3: is so Hitchcock good. way of doing They're it. Like that's your that's boyfriend. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she was, and she responds like, you know, like who this playing was, on the phone? Who was this?
4: Because it was. It seems she. Is this a joke? And you see, because it was kind of like, you know, light and whatever. And then she looks out there and he's in the chair taped up with, you know, somebody comes by and just stabs him. You're like, the fuck?
3: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, really? Because right. how's this going to go? It isn't like,
4: because it's been a while since he's been,
3: doesn't she run outside and like, her parents drive up? And, like, it's really sad. Down it's down like, and yeah, they, and it was
5: really, because he really milked that because it's like the parents are coming. Right. Um, and she sees him, so she starts to run towards him and the killer, like, grabs her and stabs her and so she's, right. she's, as they're going in the house right. she's like trying to, trying to it's really you yeah. Yeah. Really anyway I'm crying I don't cry
2: because it, because <laughs> it brings
3: you all the things because she's doing everything you're supposed to do and right when you think oh god the parents are there she's almost going to make it it's like ripped away and mm-hmm. what it does it sets up for the rest of that movie like anything can happen mm-hmm. you can do the smartest things you can do even try to get out the house and run away and it's still going to go bad yeah. for you.
4: But and then so I get on. I'm like, now I'm the brother of the mother who killed them. I'm like, okay, you know what? Is this too many of Y'all you all? Little, yeah, you're yeah, doing, doing a little bit too much right here. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. The
4: first one and the second one, I might give. That's what I think they start, God forbid, that executives start meddling when they start saying, oh, I think this should happen right now. And you're like. Well, well I, let's talk about that. I created quick. that. Why don't you <clears> let me. Well let's about talk whatever. about
1: that We have Jeffrey here in the room Who's been Yes we do
4: <laughs> In oh, development oh, great. You want to talk about that you <laughs> have been in
1: development Fine. 200 times Let's talk about What's it like To be in development On a horror film I've been in development Once on a horror film You've been in development mm-hmm. Let's talk about it On a studio level though. What's that You know like? what
5: Every It's, it's really interesting Because every experience Has been different Like with New Line It was very interesting Because I worked at the studio mm-hmm. I knew the producers um, So it was like Just going to work Uh, It was you know it was a weird thing because I the thing the funny thing is because since I had grown up in the studio system I thought I could just write the project you know and I wrote my my draft and then they went out and they brought James Wong and Glenn Morgan on Mm -hmm. and um, you know they did a great job rewriting it um, even though they. Try to take all the credit For it <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah
3: well, Yeah Glenn yeah. Morgan yeah. James yeah. Wan yeah. We talking no, no, to you
5: Someday I'll make it, um, <laughs> I'm sure I'll make Some kind of amends I'm, well, I don't think <laughs> I'm bitter I think I'm bitter
2: But um, hey, I'll no, write I write I'll write but up But I said you, you know mean. I
5: stayed in New York So I didn't really go out And play the, the game yeah. out right, there, but, right But it was a pretty the, the toughest sell For that project Was getting the studio To buy a movie Where death was the killer like they no, were, right. they just had a hard time. They're like, "Well, you can't fight it." And we're, you know, damn
3: it! Who are these executives? Because no. you know what? if you would have brought that to me, and i was sitting there like, "Negro, let me write you a check," but you know, that's <laughs> right <laughs> now. But see,
5: everybody says that, but studios are so like risk averse. And New mm-hmm. Line was actually very took risks. Mm-hmm. Like they were very. That's why like, I love them. That's a lot of I my favorite them,
3: movies came that, from that. Yeah, that no, they're a great
5: studio. So, but they would they just and dimension. Dimension, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we threatened to take it to Dimension, and that's when they finally, well, they finally <laughs> bought it. But, but it was a great process because I worked with the producer, two producers, Warren Zide and Craig Perry. And Craig Perry is, has been kind of the shepherd of the whole franchise. I love him. One of the greatest guys in the business. Um, and so we really worked the treatment out so much that by the time they bought the treatment, mm-hmm. I wrote the script, and they went right mm-hmm. out to directors. So that was a pretty easy process. Mm-hmm. Um, for the sequel, I had to – you know. They went out to you know every writer in town, and, right. and you know I had written my pitch for the sequel, and they ended up finally buying it mm-hmm. after meeting every everybody else. And Isn't it's a, funny? yeah, dumbasses. Oh, yeah, no. dumbasses. Of- no, it's they you know, go out to everybody. It's, but it's funny, funny because well, it was an interesting thing because I think looking back, kind of with just in retrospect, I think that there was this kind of feeling since i had been at the studio for so long that I was an employee that they. Get, did a favor for Or you know <laughs> I, You know I think that's what they thought They were like Oh, yeah. oh and, and I kind of Stayed in New York I didn't go out to L.A. And start really working The business oh, yeah. I just stayed in the stay, You know Stayed mm-hmm. in my little bubble So I think they You know All my friends were, were in New York Were so proud You know Of the movie And happy for me But I, I think kind of On an executive level They looked at it like Oh we did a favor for this You know our mm-hmm. employee Yeah And so Then they went So of course They're going to go out And meet everybody else And how about they Ended up buying my story For okay. the sequel anyway okay. Um with Day of the Dead it was an interesting situation because mm. we were with the studio um, New Image that puts out a lot of stuff and they're kind of known for putting you know for being very like hands on like
3: mm-hmm.
5: with you and they kind of let me and Steve Miner go off for a while and do our thing mm-hmm. um, so to a certain point and then they started kind of coming in and changing <laughs> so things like, like, eh, and change get it this. so um, and then with Tamara we, we pretty much had no studio interference That that movie just kind of changed from the script to screen because of like budget going down sure, and sure. then actors getting nervous up doing certain scenes and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. s- things and a couple, couple, like a million dollars, disappearing somewhere. Um, this had nothing. That, this had with nothing to do with Lionsgate or the director or mm. or, or, or City Lights or anything like that. Mm. But there was a there was a chunk of money that for the budget that uh, wow. um, never, made to the, and made never made it. never made it to, to the movie. Never made it to the movie. <laughs> um, and again, had honestly had nothing to do with um, City Lights or Lionsgate or the director or any of those people. Um, so every process has been kind of different. I, I've I'm from a theater background So for me If mm-hmm. I get notes on, I've, I've always been Very collaborative mm-hmm. um, If I give You know When I shot my short Like you know I was open to input From the actors You know I, I sat down with my first AD And went through a shot list I talked to my DP mm-hmm. You know I talked You know Like I'm, you I'm everybody Because yeah. for me Tell everybody
1: Remind you're people good. About your short So they can oh, go Oh it's called at
5: Good that. Samaritan you can, it's, you can go watch it After the after you listen to this, you can watch it for free. For free, yeah, it's we have it for free. But if you donate a dollar, we have like a behind the scenes feature that we put together. But it's oh, that's cool. It's on a website called Tent Square T E N T -t 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 Square like a box dot com, and it's a cool short. It's about a guy who videotapes somebody being assaulted and doesn't help, and a whole bunch of other people witness the assault as well, and they've started dying off, and so he's being grilled by. Uh, pundit on TV But played by Rain Wilson um, And the guy who shot it Is uh, this actor This wonderful actor Toby Hemingway um, mm. Who was in the Covenant And Black okay. Swan He was one of the Sexy warlocks Of course in the you got
1: his shirt Off the entire time I, you, you? <laughs> and
5: I, and I, I, I noticed say, that
1: I noticed yeah. that I was like Why my well, shirt Got to be off the a, entire movie Here's the funny Why part
5: Because yeah, we, we had We had this discussion Because <laughs> obviously You want somebody To feel vulnerable mm-hmm. And I had Met I had seen Toby's work in other films and he's he's a he's a slim guy when you mm-hmm. see him on film. Mm-hmm. So I'd seen his work, so I reached out yeah, to his. I, yeah. I, I, I re, but I, so I reached out and you know my my casting director um, Cameron Ayala got hold of his manager and got him the short and he he really loved it, and so I met him. You know and I'd seen his work and he, I knew he could I knew he could bring the right all the all the layers and mm-hmm. all the. Fear, but I'd written him originally be kind of he was agoraphobic to be really pale and frail. Mm -hmm. And I met Toby. He's like, and you meet him, and he still looks skinny. You Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. he's like, well, I got some tattoos. I'm like, well, that's okay. Like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's okay because you know, if you're agoraphobic, I mean, people that I know that get tattoos are trying to express something, Right. right? I there, there's no reason why an agoraphobic wouldn't right. have mm-hmm. tattoos, and I know people that are stay in the house all the time and they work out all the time, so mm-hmm. if, it doesn't matter if you. Because he kind of showed me a, like made a muscle, I'm like right. okay. But then he comes to <laughs> set and and he takes his shirt off and he's freaking ripped mm-hmm. and like ripped, and um I, you know we picked up some jama bottoms for him and they and kept him like really low, low.
2: Right. and I'm like.
5: <laughs> dude can you pull them up a little bit just cause all my friends are gonna be saying that I made you <laughs> it out. was I'm in my a, head I was like, <laughs> like look at Jeffrey look at Jeffrey exploit exploit that poor
3: hashtag man flesh that
5: poor poor ripped actor and Toby, <laughs> poor Toby, Toby, ripped actor Toby in his British accent he's such an he's an amazing guy like I love him to death mm-hmm. he's just like he's like I work out hard for this body and he goes I'm gonna show it off I'm
3: like fine <laughs> okay
1: alright you know how the Brits are they give you full frontal they give a fuck
5: but the shirtless part was because or the whole time, even if it had been like a, yeah, it was a fucking with guy sleep stuff. a guy or out of shape guy, it, would have, it wouldn't have mattered. It was yeah. it was vulnerability of just somebody mm-hmm. in their pajama bottoms, like a girl in her bra and panties, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. just to make it more vulnerable. Yeah. But right.
1: There's definitely something to having your shirt off, especially yeah, being on the naked, set naked to the people world. People, you yeah. Feel a little awkward, right? Yeah. You know? Unless, so.
5: except if you look like Toby, and then you're just yeah walking around going yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was really nice, but <laughs> me, I'm making fun of, fun
3: of him. But I do have another question. I want to bring up something. Okay, so here's the thing. There was an article came out recently, um, oh, what was it, in uh, the and it was talking about horror's scariest trend as a non-existent black filmmaker, but it was saying in terms of black filmmakers doing horror, mm-hmm. and they had interviewed Ernest Dickerson, of course, if you don't know who love, Ernest Dickerson is, Ernest is Ernest you need to go, you need to go shoot your out. demon knife. Yeah, love- but here's the thing, he, Ernest talked <coughs> about shoot in your the yourself. article, he had mentioned a situation where the, the, the 2001 movie, um, Oh, what was it called? It is called Ghost of Mars. Oh yeah, it was John Carpenter's, and they mm. said they did a screening of it, mm-hmm. and and of course, if you don't know the story, basically uh, Ice Cube plays like this prisoner who breaks out, and he has to mm. battle these literal ghosts that are on Mars. You know, so it's sci-fi horror that kind of thing, and so I guess they had like a um, you know how they have like the little tester screeners, Screeny, right? and some, so Ernest Dickerson said somebody said in the audience, um, he says uh, it was Screen Jam, so a friend of Dickerson's approached. The film studio screen gem is about turning an outer space-set graphic novel, which was Ghost of Mars, populated by black characters in a movie. The studio executives responded by saying they'd recently test-screened Ghost of Mars. After the movie ended, a Q&A session was held, and one of the questions was, and I quote, Well, how'd they get that nigga to Mars? Okay. When the studio heard that, <laughs> they automatically said, "See, science fiction, and I'm and, and within the norms of science fiction, mm-hmm. I'm going to put horror to part of it too. It doesn't work for black people. Wow. Okay. And it went on to say that black people don't see themselves in the future, and of course, most people don't think we we even survive or make it through horror movies. Like, how do we counter stuff like that? Because one of the things that's, that's interesting really about mind, horror, yeah, yeah how really I, you know, there's been look, there's, I have a whole list of movies. I guess I can put up on our Facebook mm-hmm. page about like the 20 top quote unquote." Black horror movies Most of them are horrible mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be Honest with you uh, Get your feelings hurt Bad Those of you who love Death by Temptation I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who thought Tales from the Hood Was like the okay, shit, that shit was, God bless you off. But hashtag Nope For yeah. me The sweet know. blood
4: of Jesus And the
3: Child look don't can we not go there? <laughs> I'm not. I just threw out a <laughs> which was, you know, a remake of Ganja and Hess, which is Ganja one of the better ones, Hedge, which is right. experimental horror kind of thing, and Spike Lee remade it with the Kickstarter and the Sweet Blood. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I still look at it in my queue. <laughs> I haven't heard you great haven't things about it, it but <laughs> I'm like, I'm just I'm you know, I'm gonna watch it because okay. you know what? You made the effort, let me just mm-hmm. try to be But there's this thing where if we do why why is it so hard for us? Because when one thing we have Jeffrey who's writing like these big high concept things, but most of the characters they're not all black. They're pretty much you know one of the mainstream audiences. But how is it that? Because I know black people who love horror. Uh, hashtag bitches we sit in the room right now. You know, like how you know when people say that how why aren't we making? Why is it so difficult for us to make horror movies that, one, don't turn out like slapstick, comedy-ish, Snoop Dogg, you know? We
4: do have a philosophy, talk, But talk about, do your, do your personal on. experience. And do we more.
1: do have a philosophy. Who's we? Black
4: folks. Okay. So, I'm, I just want to clarify
1: so people it. know what
3: we're talking about. I'm speaking to you, mm. Bitches, <laughs> I fam. We
1: do have a philosophy because we have so many different superstitions. Mm-hmm. One of them being, it's like, how do you think it is that it became known we can ask this question: How do we think it became known that black people started talking to their movies? I think it came when horror movies came on, because we'd be like, "Bitch, don't go in the door!" Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, hell no, she is not going to go well, in I the think fucking woods. Well, I think it's you know the I mean? cultural.
3: I think it's the call it's, and it's response call. thing. It yeah. is, but it came from the church, right? Mm-hmm. But then it translated there, and probably also the problems of stupid horror movies. I would probably There's say the same thing one. too. There's a lot of bad ones, uh-huh.
1: but but so. And now the
4: reality to TV
3: buy show into.
1: Having one of us be in a movie like that It takes a lot
3: I'm going to respectfully disagree I think because we watch his movies of our superstitions But that, that's what makes it fun it, for us to go see it what We still go say? see it what, what, did, what did that
1: person say in there How did he get up there it's like that's a white person saying it's that like though. When I watch a movie and black dudes go diving into one I'm like, "What brother is just going to dive into the ocean like
3: that? Where they got brothers uh, like that? My dad except scuba for, dives. I surf. surf. Uh, thank you, Kevin, having your hand but raised over there. I'm looking at because just because you city. ain't seen it doesn't I'm mean city, it doesn't exist. I'm a
1: city brother. So when the city See it's you city do and that.
5: messing it up For the rest of us well, actually I can tell you the problem Alright come Kentucky. on Jackson. Go ahead, Tell us. Yeah bring it on Go ahead Kentucky Yes Come on Kentucky <laughs> no, I, I can tell you From a studio point of view right, What happens Is that Because Originally uh, We approached Maya For the lead of Tamara This oh, okay. was after Chicago mm-hmm. And everybody loved her and this foreign sales company said we cannot sell this movie internationally wow. if she's the lead because <laughs> black movies don't travel.
3: Because wow. white people make up this thing when we know it's a lie because we, lie. you you take our music, our mm. fashion, you can take our movies. It's we got these gatekeepers. <laughs> but go ahead, so, Jeffrey, continue. So,
5: so they – you know, and we ended up getting Jenna Dewan, who I love, and I think she did a fucking phenomenal job in the movie, mm. and I love her to death. So I, I couldn't actually ask for a better one. But I'm just saying that that – same thing with Final Destination. I wrote that. I said, "Hey, this is set in New York." Mm-hmm. I wrote an African American, you know, couple of characters in here because New York Hello. is very diverse. It's the most diverse city in the you know world. Let's make sure that we make the cast diverse. They cast it in Canada. All the kids ended up being white. And I'm like, once them. again, I'm like, white people. I'm like, hey, making up shit. We, I'm calling
3: y'all out. Not, I'm like, <laughs> not, not my sweet, wonderful white friends that are beautiful, but those hateful ones who, who live in a bubble. You know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Continue, but they don't, Jeffrey. Well,
5: they, but the thing is, they don't think about it because it's not in their... In
3: their know, what? Their purview. In purview. their purview. Yeah. yeah,
5: bubble yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um But what we see is now we see it, we, we do see a lot more. Like One of the projects that I'm working on now, I'm actually working um, with Lionsgate on, mm-hmm. um, um, called superstition, and and it's with this company called Global Renaissance, and we're actually purposely making in it a very international kind of. Cast, I hope so. when you, you call know? yourself global. I know, <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. So so you know we're not just focused on African American characters. Right. We wanna, everybody. We right. And everybody. Because I we, love that. We're you know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of the you know, and I think the Fast and the Furious, you know, they that that movie kind of did a really great job of doing that. I think that it did. I think, everybody was black dudes except for.
3: <laughs> Paul, Mc- Paul, Paul Walker. Walter, yeah, it. he was the only white dude in the whole. And that movie made
5: money. Yeah, mm-hmm. and those
1: Bing is high yellow. That's it.
5: Because <laughs> because people are, people are people are Hollywood doesn't give. I think a lot of times it doesn't give people. Um, the credit they don't they they think that people oh people won't go see it if right. if it's a black lead or, right. or whatever and people don't care if it's a good movie no they don't you know and yeah. and
1: why is why is it working in television is so not nice about it he's like this well, is well, how but it is.
3: and I'm just like Nimidious. but he's a former studio but yes. he yeah, he yeah. I I've yeah. just yeah. heard
5: right. him it's just I've just heard him you know behind. You know, that's like I've said in casting sessions before, where you know a woman will come in and she'll leave, and then the, one of the producers and we had a female casting director on this pro- particular project, and one of the producers is like, "eh, I wouldn't fuck her," and puts her in the, yep. you know, yeah. I mean that's just like the that. business that yeah. you know it's and you know that's just. Mm-hmm. Oh, sexism
3: Well we're just going to change that Because th- that from now on that's not going to slide Like that <laughs> sexism, that racist bullshit Because well,
4: guess what We are hurting you in your pocket We ain't going to see your movies Well let me just give my, my I mean it's not a big example but So I shot my short So mm-hmm. I, I shot and wrote a neo-black exploitation sci-fi thriller Called uh, A Killer Surprise mm-hmm. And everybody in the movie is people of color and it was kind of experimental and strange, you know.
3: Yeah, he's got like animation stuff going. It's, kind of, it's, kind of it's cute. Hey, yeah. Martial arts. So, yeah. Kind of yeah. So people were
4: just like, what the
3: fuck is this shit? He's like the black QT, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, fuck yeah, you yeah. know. This is shit. Right. What is
4: this? What the, this gets a tan on my WTF meter. Or I went to, what's the thing? What's the. Ain't cool news? No, what's um, the counterpart to Andy Wire? that the. Shadow and Act? Shadow and Act. Went to Shadow and Act. They dissed me hard. Really? Yes. Huh. This girl sent me some questions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, they're always talking about you know sci-fi and horror and people of color doing stuff. Great. She sent me a list of questions and like abbreviated them all. Really? She didn't even put them all in there. Really? Yeah. And I was like, but then they went on to some really horrible Nigerian, like, I don't know, Spider-Man fighting the wall or something in Africa. And they were just going on and on and on. I'm like, this is why we can't get it together. Because even though... You don't get it, but guess. But guess who did give me props? Io nine, mm-hmm. ain't it cool news? Right, geeks with passports, yep. Greek mm-hmm. tyrant, mm-hmm. all those people, and they were like, well, "Now be kind," because we like these we and, like and this, a sure. part.
3: And a part of that is because I'm going to say it: some of our black filmmakers they don't have. Film history behind them They don't know anything About films They haven't seen anything I'm not saying all of y'all Because I know right. the ones That are doing right. it you doing it But for the most part Most of us We're not watching International films right. We're not watching things That are experimental And creative Like right. for example Shout out to Black Radical Imagination The homies out there Who are going around Taking experimental black films And taking them To different cities To show black people That we are creative Experimental That you can do All kinds of wonderful things With film mm-hmm. And the problem is We don't get credit For being creative In that way Because the Hollywood studios All Always seem to see us in the same kind of boring, just boring way. And it's And like, we do too. I mean, and we do too. We were
4: like, well, what is this? This is some weird shit.
3: And it's not. Like it's you like know. if you knew film, no. bitch, you would know that this is something different and you could be able to like see an homage to something else different if you knew film, if you study film, if you bitch, if you watch some films <laughs> outside of the far you know, the main ones that you watch all the time, which are mainstream movies. Mm. You know, if you don't have any type of like I know, if, I am mean, no sorry. No I, I'm just frustrated. I know, I know. these Negroes are frustrating the, the me.
5: Thing that, the thing that is gives me a little hope is um, I'm working on a project. Right. The thing that gives me a little hope is me. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Thank
2: you. <laughs> no, no. Shout out to Jeffrey. <laughs> I'm Joking
5: because that's what it sounds
3: no,
2: like. No, don't joke. No. <laughs> that's but like, think about
3: no. Because no. like no, we said earlier, like no. we said earlier, we no, got you're one of the two black people who've made
4: successful no, no, no. But
5: I'm working on a feature version of Good Samaritan with the producer Andrew Van and um, we took a list of, of people that we wanted for the film, and our, you know, top choice... Um is an African-American actress. I don't want to say her name in case we don't yeah. get her. Understand. But um, you don't want but, but NBC Universal actually approved her.
1: Really? Yeah.
5: you know, I, I I was like I want her, I want to put her on the list. Mm-hmm. I know they're probably going to say that ooh, she Oh, I want to know the names of those people who said yes <laughs> yeah, so I can top top. give them a <laughs> shout yeah. out. So
3: whoever they are, thank you for being no, open to the but, but but that, aspect.
5: You know, that really I was like really mm-hmm. grateful because she's the lead, the lead actress. There's no, you know.
3: Do you think it's because right now Empire's
5: black women are hot
3: on yeah. TV? Yeah. Like Scandal and Sleepy Sleepy Hollow I mean Empire 20 million
5: viewers I mean yeah I think TV's helped And TV's always Kind of been Because it's Cheaper And results are quicker TV's Mm -hmm. always kind of Been a trailblazer Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's why So many filmmakers Have moved to television now And Yeah now they're like Oh surprise We can't You know We can see You know you know,
3: white people can't you go see. White something. people can't go see a they movie where there are some color folk in it and they not the center it? of the universe. Or they'll watch it. Or they watch or they watch well, it maybe more well, mostly. You, yes. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Well, this is
1: something you need to be involved in. You need to be coming to the committee of black writers <laughs> at the Writers Guild. Um, tip this. So this week, Wednesday night, we had our meeting. We have a meeting every two months. <clears throat> in the last two years there have been kind of a small little coup that's happened. Lean away. A, bl- a and, bloodless
3: coup. You know, Ooh. Michelle
1: Lamour and all these people have kind of taken over. Again. Now we cool. have a new <laughs> the new the leader in the committees, right? Uh huh. Um, so since then, we went from like five, six people at the meeting to like 60, 70 people at the meeting. Oh. Nice. So what I noticed, yet? Yeah, we took a picture. It's on my Facebook page. I saw that. And it's like 65, 70 of us in this fucking I photo. Your it,
2: it? And, I, um, I don't believe that. People it on see Twitter. It. Yeah.
1: And so what we always do is we go around the room. Hey, my name is Jeffrey Reddick. I'm currently writing a movie called Superstition, blah, blah, blah. Hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm a writer on Empire. I mean, every other writer out of the 60 people in the fucking room was a writer currently on some hit show that you heard. I'm a writer on Blackish. I'm a writer on, on Sleepy Hollow. I'm a writer, I mean, everybody. And so the good thing about it and the bad thing about it is is mostly people's coming from? They're all young, mm-hmm. you know. I'm one of the older people in the fucking room. Ain't that a bitch?
5: And you still a baby? I'm used to being one of the younger people in the room. The <laughs> I, know, I, I know. I used to be <laughs> hanging on Palm Springs. And person in- I'm
1: not <laughs> going to go retire. You know. um, and one of the cool things is, oh, so here's the good thing is, it's now we're getting more members in the Writers Guild. The yep. more members we have, the more powerful our our union is, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing that's happening is. Say you come out of Disney, I staff you on a show, mm. nine times out of ten, they never move up.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. You're
1: the first person to go. I mean, it used to be that you get on a show, you move up to story editor, executive story editor, you know, and so on and so on. Now they're like, oh, your contract is going to be up at the end of the seat. You know, we're giving you 20 weeks. We're giving you, you know, we'll, we'll do we'll finish the whole six months. But after that, you're gone. It's like, how do you ever move up?
5: Yeah, well, that's. I think a lot of that is also the the new business model that we're in now because th- th- I noticed that with the film studios they use the the last writers' strike um, as an excuse first of all to blame the writers for everything sure. that they do mm. fucked up, um, but they also used it to as an excuse to like cut a lot of their deal first deals with people and starting starting giving writers even crappier deals sure. not do, you know they they use that as an excuse to get away with a lot of the bad behavior that they were doing mm-hmm. anyway, um, and so I think that it's just they don't want to. You know, it, it used to be like a, a cleaner system where, yeah, you could work your way up, right. but it's cheaper just to hire somebody to work for two seasons and then fire and then get and get them and bring out somebody yeah. Yeah. on. It. Yeah. it is, yeah. And you know, but if you have really powerhouse like creators like Chandra Rimes, I'm sure you mm. know, you know, you know, she's the queen. She's and, the queen. You know, and, and she so,
1: moves everybody up. And you know? um,
5: and you know, and shows. And the thing that I like about shows like something like. Sleepy Hollow, mm-hmm. like I Yay, love that show. Sleepy Hollow. Um, it's fun. The actors have great chemistry, and right. the thing is, it's it's mostly an African American cast. Mm-hmm. That's it's never brought up. Right. I don't even know if it was on purpose. I think maybe they just cast the the best people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a mostly African American cast, mm-hmm. and there's an there's an Asian American character mm-hmm. on there, and there's a Latino,
4: um,
5: and a Latino. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's. it's it's mostly, you know, it's the most, one of the most diverse shows on mm-hmm. the air mm-hmm. and it's just never been an issue. Right. And it's never been brought up and the show is what, so well written and mm-hmm. there's never, I'm sure there's been some complaints every time there's like interracial couples <laughs> on shows. Well, it's like fly, when
3: yeah. I were, not only just sleep out while well, you talk about the flash, mm-hmm. you know, where you have like the three, arrow. three, yeah, mm-hmm. arrow, those characters when you have, and where race is not an issue, like they're just doing their job, they're doing their thing and That's this right. is how it is and that's the way it should be that's the way life is that's, that's the,
2: way, that's life the is. way life is that's
5: what's so yeah frustrating. it's frustrating and it's interesting because like that's why I like I try to write characters and a lot of times they don't like in Tamara. the lead character was originally the, the hero her was coming out as a lesbian mm-hmm. and her biggest fear was that her parents would find out and disown her so it kind of right. paid off with her parents trying to kill her at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. so it was, it was really intense. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Well, we can't afford parents because the budget.
2: <laughs> let's, let's, let's lose
5: the whole oh, subplot. Yeah, and yeah. So then all of a sudden it's like, you know, what's she, her flaw yeah. then? Was, you know, yeah, she, she didn't, um, you know. Then she's great, sure. but it's just like there was this right. really powerful like subtext that got cut mm-hmm. out. Um, but I, I had integrated her in such a way where, you know, they could just take out. The fact that she was a lesbian, it didn't affect sure. the plot. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, in the superstition movie, there's a there's a gay African American character. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're, but we're really cast casting diverse, so we're, right. we're, I'm not sure if he's gonna. He might right. Yeah, I was well, actually
1: some sort of diverse, but right. um, yeah.
5: you know. Um, but you know, again, he, it's very reflective of our modern times. He's mm-hmm. he's he's gay. You know, mm-hmm. he's, his best friend knows he's gay, and is like you know. As, as some of my straight friends do he's like flirts with them you know jokingly and mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. you know they have like a little bromance going on right? Just, but nobody it's never it, nobody makes a deal out right. of it and that's how society is in a way it's like it seems to me that other people other people make a big deal like when I talk about being gay like people like you know will make a big deal about about it or they'll mm-hmm. quit rubbing it in my face or quit making a big deal about it I'm like I'm not <laughs> I'm just mentioning you're making a big deal about it right you know? Right? Like, yeah. like yeah. when you talk about your girlfriend or mm-hmm. your wife right. or you know or you think that girl's hot? Like mm-hmm. you're not rubbing anything in my face. You're just telling me right. a fact, right. you know. And right. and I don't make a big deal about that. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it's just it's a, it's always interesting when what people consider it's a big deal, you know. Right. Like and for me, when I'm writing characters that are diverse, I try to make them like a, just as complex and as real as right. everybody else, and. And you know their race or their gender or their sexual orientation is a facet of who they are, mm-hmm. um, but doesn't define. That's why I love pretty much all of Shonda Rhimes' shows right now. She's mm-hmm. got like, you know,
1: they never it, even it, talk about it. Yeah, but no, they, they, they just they just, do,
5: they just do it. I can't. I showed one of my friends some of the clips from um, How to Go with Murder. Mm-hmm. Some of the s- sex scenes. Something he's like, "This is on network TV." I was yeah. like, "Yes."
2: They, they,
1: they go right
5: they to the line
3: with, and they fade out. <laughs> <laughs> I think
4: another issue that we that. Uh, is prominent is there is no cohesiveness amongst those of us who are in this niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to throw your life on the line, but like, okay, I heard about this or what are you doing? What are you working on? Mm-hmm. Let's, 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 uh, let's, or I don't know. Let's say like, not that this is what Yeah, happened.
1: like Kevin, Everybody that's a group. good idea. Let me—I get my manager right, would right, love that. Exactly. Like not right.
4: a, we don't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We do not do true, that. True. And this is a this is a niche like fantasy. Like I see these cats drawing and whatever, you know, um, over here at the little coffee shop, and one guy's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna talking to this guy, you know, I'm gonna help you and get your boarding ride and blah blah blah. You just don't mm. see that from yeah. you know, oh, you're writing a horror flick. Oh, let's see how we can make that work. Mm -hmm. Or let me, you know, who do I know? Yeah, we we just don't do it. And I'm not saying if it's shitty. Now your stuff has to be on point. Yeah, right. right, Has to be on point. And if your stuff is on point, then cool. But we just don't. I mean, we're fearful.
3: There are two things that are coming up that I'm kind of looking forward to. That Mm -hmm. I'm really curious to see what happens. Number one, um, those of you who are familiar with Jordan Peele from Key and Peele's TV Mm -hmm. show, he's currently like his his love is horror. Is he really? And right now he's writing. He's going to be directing a horror movie. Zombie thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did y'all see that? Did you see that?
3: Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, right now we gotta tell. We keep it documented.
1: So they did a zombie one where. Cause you know how like if what happens if the zombies came and the black people were just ignored, <laughs>
3: it's so it's like that whole so thing is set up like bloody. it feels like The Walking Dead, yeah. and they're going through, and all of a sudden they realize that the zombies are like, eh, you the know, and, like, and, them and there's zombies like, in the car, and they come by in the car, and, and the family of zombies, and like they lock the door. And Jordan feels <laughs> like, ain't this a bitch? And then you come to find that the punchline at the end is all the black people having a barbecue. They're like, hey, come on, they're not even fucking with us. Come on over. And then they come in, and there's a zombie climbing over the fence. It's like oh my god they're having a party it's, just, it's hilarious but that show had a lot of horror elements that had humor in it okay. but right now he is actually writing and, and getting a to direct movie. a horror movie and it's going to be dealing with race really he's going to be I think is, the, it, start, is it horror it's is a it straight horror, horror straight horror and basically the idea I guess is like his character from what I the last thing I read, unless he's, he's changed it was it's like it's a black guy who's dating a white girl and they're mm, going to go meet the parents dinner. they're yeah. coming to dinner to yeah. meet the parents and then some shit pops off and I was thrilled to see that because, number one, you know, a black person <laughs> making a horror movie, mm-hmm. you know, something different. And a horror movie that's dealing with something that can be kind of complex, which is race, sure. that otherness, that kind of that secret monstrosity that mm-hmm. no one wants to talk about. The second thing that's coming out I'm looking forward to is uh, there's a movie called XX. And... Um, mm-hmm it looks like it's going to be coming out of the IMDb and look up XX it looks like it's going to be coming out in 2016 but basically it's a horror anthology but it's all female directed oh wow oh, okay, okay? so we'll see what happens I can't. one of the things that I, I love is I love horror anthology movies mm-hmm. there's not that many May and there's not that many that are made well mm-hmm. like some of the classic ones I can remember Trilogy
2: uh, of Terror, yeah,
3: Trilogy of Terror. Mm-hmm. like I love those because mm-hmm. it's a quick way to get a bunch of horror stories in there mm-hmm. I would think they're honestly, usually
4: British when they're uh, yeah, anthology yeah. yeah
3: but I'm looking forward to see if they can do so. I did look on IMD, however, and I was looking at the cast. They had like one black female cast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I don't know how you know diverse it's going to be. But I'm excited for those new things that are coming out in horror. Of course, we talked about the movies that have come out that have gotten big pub that I've enjoyed. For example, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, mm-hmm. uh, The Baba Duke. Don't you shake your head over there. And also even though most some of my friends either you liked it or you hated it and most of you guys hated it which was
4: Don't say the this shit.
3: it follows. Oh. which the third act completely <laughs> fell apart, but it got me. Come on now. I was there for it. I was rooting for it. And it had elements that I love about horror that I cared about the characters. Um, it got saw, me a couple I times. I felt about Zombieland.
1: I loved the
3: Act One. Yeah, and then it just went. And yeah, so <laughs> you know, so there's some things that are coming up, and mm-hmm. I know that there's Tales young of filmmakers. A good anthology. This which one?
5: Tales of Halloween. Oh, I just opened on. I think it just came out. It's in theaters right now, and it's on video on demand. Oh, it's so on video demand. It's like yeah, 11, eleven. Oh wow! Right. Directors.
3: And there's. Didn't if you guys see the boy? Hmm. It came out in theaters briefly. It is on video on demand. I have to check it out, which is basically a, a boy who. A white boy who I guess him and his father they run a um, he's only like six or seven mm-hmm. and the dad runs like a motel and little boy is like a little serial killer <laughs> but it's oh, called The Boy cool. so yeah, yeah so if you haven't checked that out check it out because I want to check it out and, and just see I love horror and I love when kids are evil Interesting.
1: well let's wrap this up and let's just go around everybody just give a little bit of something to those writers out there who are writing give them one little nugget uh, nugget to help them with their horror scripts or, or even sci fi scripts? Okay? I'll
3: give you a basic one yeah. um, go watch classic horror, <laughs> go watch some international horror. Mm-hmm okay and seriously take notes like find the top 10 international horror films that did well box office wise find some classic ones Mm -hmm. and really think about and write like a little paragraph like why did this work why was this popular what was going at a time that that movie was happening because really good horror if you're really good Mm -hmm. you're really going to be extrapolating things that are happening currently whether it's politics what's happening, the culture wars whatever's happening Mm -hmm. and you put that in the film and it's those little tiny things that people pick up on you know Mm I guarantee you if you watch any classic horror movie look to see what was happening during that time period when it came out Mm -hmm. and you're going to see some things bubbling up that you can put into your work Mm -hmm. a lot of racial stuff that's going on right now Mm -hmm. um a lot of school shootings gun culture in america Mm -hmm. those are some things that people are really scared about right now and those are some things you might want to think about factoring in when you're writing your horror
1: well you'd like to you and you and you Lisa, you and Jeffrey love to talk about the fear of the unusual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I noticed you do, you do that a lot in your mm-hmm. writing. It's always about some psychological, psychological. yeah, yeah. Well, type is. of thing.
5: And that kind of came from you know reading a lot of Stephen King. Oh. You know, getting into people's yes, heads. Yes. and yes. Clyde Barker. who yes. took the kind of bizarre but My made two it fates. realistic. Yes. Right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so funny I wanted to marry him When I was younger Oh I did too I was too young I, I did was, too I was underage And it would have not No you know what When I saw
3: it. the cover Of his book And I said I, "You I look, know. He looks like One of the Beatles He looks like Paul McCartney no. In his younger days And then when he Started working at Building mm-hmm. out And then he, and I met him A couple times I'm like I would marry you If you were not gay I would marry you Right now I always have a crush On Sam Raimi
2: Aw, that's so Especially cute. Especially now, he's
1: like a little older, much Aww,
3: more mature. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> we, we
5: all don't go yes, yeah, too. We're like, Aww. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we <just> shut <laughs> no offense, so Mr. Cute. Ramey, you're adorable. Uh,
3: okay, what about you?
4: Some advice: um, Do not restrict yourself. Go as far out as you can because it is easier to bring you. In mm-hmm. than it is to push you out. Mm-hmm. So once again, learn some of the rules of just basically of writing, but then go beyond those boundaries and write to your heart's content. It's you know if you're if the person is in the house and I don't know a bat flies in, maybe he can eat the bat and the bat gives I don't know anything. Just don't restrict yourself. Always look for something that's bizarre and unique in your story.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I, I jump, jumping on that, I think that. Realize that whatever life experiences you have give you a unique filter mm. and worldview. And, world view. and <clears throat> you know, I never took any writing classes. I just read a lot of scripts and watched a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And I stuck with, you know, I stayed with horror in mm-hmm. sci fi. I read a lot of sci fi too. I just haven't written any yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, but um, you know, I really immersed myself in that world, but also because of my experiences and what in movies influenced me and what writers influenced me, that kind of helped shape my voice. And so it's like find your voice, like find mm-hmm. what speaks to you and mm-hmm. like what issues matter to you because that's what I love about horror is you can actually deal with all these other issues. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, race, racial issues or homophobia or just right. you know, just domestic violence exactly, or bullying or mm-hmm. or just even people just feeling different, you mm-hmm. know. Um you can deal with these social issues in a sure. context that if you did it in a drama, it might sound preachy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in horror... In horror, <laughs> you, hey. can, you, can, you can hit it at a completely different angle. Right. Um, so, oh, that's a good one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I would say tap into your dreams. Like a lot of people there's a lot, especially writers, a lot of us, we keep your notepad by your bed or your you know, you speaking into your phone like in the middle of your night. That's me because your dreams tell you little secrets or little you, you I have the most elaborate visual it's always a zombie, zombie or vampire dream, <laughs> but that's just what I have. <laughs> and I'm always chasing out, but I'm always like blade in my dreams. And I get weaker and weaker as my dream goes on. Wow. And they finally catch me by the leg and I wake up somehow every fucking time. Wow. Anyway, Um, But I would say listen to your dreams. And the other thing I'd add to that is, and I know, Lisa, you and I in in particular, and I haven't spoken to you or you about what you guys do, music music plays a very important element to me. Mm -hmm. So I'll make a whole little song list, a playlist, that I'm writing to. Mm -hmm. So if I'm writing something that's in the horror element, I'll keep it in a dark tone. Mm -hmm. So I'll be listening to Susie and the Banshees. So he'd be working on his
3: subconscious. But it keeps me in the tone.
1: It helps me to have that tone so that whenever I sit there and go, Okay, I'm at a loss. A new song comes on, and sometimes the words they say, you mm-hmm. know, will just spark a whole new Child, look, thong. when I'm writing a horror
3: thing, I got two blur Bells playing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> two from the Exorcist. the Exorcist. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? That's as soon as that comes on, my subconscious goes, all right, we about to go dip That's into the dark side. Let's try it Yes. you in Yes. That space.
5: yes. yes. And, that, and you I, need to I, be next to the music. That's so funny. I because I, I have my horror soundtrack, but then mm-hmm. I, I realize when I'm actually writing, I, I listen to like just everything. Like, I have this whole mix of. Different because mm-hmm. it's more noise to me. Right. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But sometimes but sometimes I do, like mm-hmm. you know, nothing like a good John Carpenter. Yo, but you or, know the
3: you know the best cool. one is the best song to play? And you gotta play this in the dark? we will fuck you up every time. Should you talk a little louder? It's uh, <laughs> uh, uh way I'm trying no, I'm trying to get <laughs> my it's scary way. voice on. No, no, no. no. Ah. It's uh, oh god, what it's Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, which one? And it's oh damn it, what is that song? Don't
1: it just oh, sound dim- I know what you're talking about. It's like an anthem. It's oh like god, what is that? I know what you're talking about.
4: Not Hell's Bells.
3: No No. It's on my iPod Anyway It's one of those ones It's like It raises Like I'll put that on And sit in the dark It's like an opera It's fucking beautiful It raises the hairs On the back Mm. of my neck And what was What was Ozzy Osbourne's group Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. There's the okay. Look up Black Sabbath. I can't remember which song. I'll probably I'll put it up on the Facebook page mm-hmm. for us. You sit in the dark and you put that song on. I'm telling you, if you don't yeah, write the most fucked the up shit, That's you I, then you, you must be Satan yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. But it's one of those things that it just totally gets in my subconscious. Like, all right, I'm about to go to some dark places. There's a lot Let's of get those- it on.
1: Groups from the seventies that had music like that—they mm, would freak people out.
4: Oh,
3: when Tangerine Trina. Dream had those weird when yeah, it's kind of yeah, like yeah. real, kind of mm. weird, kind of mm-hmm. creepy mm-hmm. things. I like yes, I love that. Yeah. Those old seventies scary kind of things. But yeah, yeah. anywho.
1: So anyway, so that's what we wanted to do for y'all today. Just a little something. Yeah, know, get, get you ready about. for Halloween. Get you ready. Get you, get you ready.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All Hollows Eve, you got to remember now. Beware of the witching hour. You know, Devil because
4: pride, th- lady evil, heaven and hell. Oh, he's trying to give us a song. It wasn't The Devil Cry?
3: I don't uh, think it was. Electric no. Funeral? No. Uh, i know it when I hear it. That's
4: under true. the sun, every day comes and goes. I'll have to look on my iPod yeah, and okay. see
5: what yeah, it look, is. Look it up. Yeah. yeah. This ain't scary. You know. I was going to say, my dreams always turn into Storm from the X-Men. Really? <laughs> uh, what, what,
3: what are you like, fighting? What are every, you fi-
5: whatever I'm fighting. <laughs> in the Storm and start shooting lightning and
3: hurling <laughs> tornadoes. You know what my thing <laughs> is when I have scary movies, I try to make friends with the monsters. Yeah. Like, I've been oh, doing it been I've been doing that. No, no, no. I've been doing you can that. you dream. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've been yeah. doing yeah. that since yeah. I was five years old. Like, if there's a monster at the door, mm-hmm. like, literally, I'll start talking. Like, so what is your pain? What mm-hmm. I mean, Can we just work this out? Like, literally, I'll negotiate. See, you're the bitch I want to have. I negotiate. I'm watching the movie. I'm I negotiate. Like, no, I try to negotiate <laughs> or make friends, or then I try to fly away and I can never get away <laughs> fast yeah. enough.
2: Yeah.
1: It's, like, it's like having one of them dogs and the foams coming out the mouth and so It's like, <laughs> give me a He He's
4: just
3: nippy doggy uh, he, you know, he gets love yeah. he'll be fine Cujo yeah Cujo yeah. yeah. <laughs> will be fine so where are you at Lisa Lisa Uh you can find me on Twitter you can also find me on of course on Twitter you can find me lurking in the shadows of Saturday Night Sci-Fi or Friday Night Horror sometimes I'm on the 80s live tweet mm-hmm. with uh, um, black girl nerds but you can also find me on bitch where I write a lot of film reviews with an intersectional feminist slant and um, yeah you can always find me on here or you can find okay. me at...
1: We can't ever find her on Facebook on our page, though. <laughs> I don't know why.
3: <laughs> it's it so sad. Post- you know You know what? I swear to God. I that. swear to God. It's because I'm busy. You're going oh. a job? I'm, ba- I'm, t- I'm really? back yeah, at work. I'm back at work now? You were not at work for three months, and you still... Post- hey, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I was traveling. I was traveling.
4: I love putting around on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Where you at, Kev? I am at Killer Brew... Oh, excuse me. Look at at Killer underscore Brew. I'm trying to get it right. Can
1: we get him to go on... Like a, I was day, on Twitter
4: the other day. Once a day at I'm at Killer underscore Brew on Twitter. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to Sheer Jillians on Twitter. Thank you for liking my voice.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice.
4: And also, I have a Kickstarter campaign up okay. and running. Promote it, bitch. Go to TheBarriers.com and it'll take you to the Kickstarter. Spell it, spell it. If T-H-E-B as in boy, E-A-R-I-O-R-S. Com. How
1: do you say that? The Barrier what? The Barriers. Barriers. So okay. this,
4: if you liked bombastic action adventure cartoon shows of the 80s mm-hmm. like Thundercats mm-hmm. and you know the 90s Gargoyles and all that kind of stuff, this is that kind of show.
1: Kung Fu Panda's <laughs> cousin. No,
4: Kung Fu Panda. Transformers, G.I. Joe. It's okay. that kind of show. So go to thebarriers.com, look me up, and donate to Kickstarter. cool. Oh, cool.
5: And I'm Pretty at right. Jeffrey A Reddick at Twitter on Twitter and Instagram, and then, um, yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of. No,
1: me. you're very supportive, though. You be you be promoting shit on. Oh no, I, like I do. It.
5: I promote my shit, but I also promote all my friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I do. I definitely awesome. like. I, I love supporting my friends. Like that's that's one great thing about the horror community. Mm-hmm. And just my f- friends in general. I'm always um yeah always love to support them. So. You
3: know what we need to do though? One of what? these times, we need to have something where like seriously, seriously think about this, Jeff. Like you know have you teach a horror like a basic horror screenwriting class mm, like a one no, day I'm or probably, half day mm, thing i've yeah, done a couple times so and um yeah, that'd be cool. you know and just yeah. Just a basic writing and, and and talk about those things Especially with The that the wonderful work you did With you know Final Destination I think you know what? Get could it out like there You could that use that down. As an example Use an yeah, example Show yeah. clips from even, the movie
1: Even if it's just your script Fuck yeah. it Yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah do
3: that So t- t- I just want to put that Out there for you yeah. To think about doing that Because I really think That one of the ways That we can nurture And create more venues For people Just all people who like Horror in general mm-hmm. Want to write it But in particular To people of color When people are telling us People don't do that Yes we do And we just need to know That there are people yeah, I think it's Who are successful at it and it can help Mm -hmm. help show us how to do it right
1: well it's funny you know I know we're here at the tail end but one of the things I want to tell you Jeffrey I don't know if I told you last time one of the things I like about you is every time I've seen you since way back in our coffee days when I used to see you at the coffee shop you've always been the same person same really nice mm. Cool demeanor I see why you work a lot I see why He's so sweet and
3: assuming Everybody has and nothing And comes up with The craziest yes. evil <laughs> <laughs> Messed up that's shit That's why i <laughs> <You> know
4: <laughs> oh, I'm Just write that yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like Norman? you like Norman? You're nasty made. to me no, I'm just gonna write that too Yeah
5: did. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't make my coffee Like I like, like you're, you're dead You're dead, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> You'd
1: be sitting there With a little checklist Okay <laughs>
5: yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things My I, I, my mom was And also growing up In, in, in Eastern kentucky one of the great things was like they were always like don't get above your raisin mm-hmm. like never forget where you come from mm-hmm. so that matt you know for me it was it was you know my you know racial identity but it was also my economic i you mm-hmm. know place too so i'm always very i try a lot to reach out to people no matter what background they are in, in impoverished areas um you know whether it's in small towns or in sure. the cities mm-hmm. because i think poverty not i think poverty and racism go hand in hand mm-hmm. but i think poverty
2: more insidious. It on, it's, right. it's more
5: insidious and it feeds it on both sides. Right. It feeds racism on both sides mm-hmm. because you know, where I grew up, there you know, most of the people are white that are mm-hmm. that live below the poverty line. Right. And um you know, and a lot of these kids are like, Oh, we never thought anybody from here could amount to anything and they still mm-hmm. say that to this day. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm just a writer. I'm like, you can be a doctor right? A teacher, like there's so right. much that you can do, but there's so there's such hopelessness. And this is in America. Okay?
2: Mm-hmm. This is, this Come is on, East I, Kentucky, we can do it. We can do it. This, is, <laughs> this, do it. this, this mm-hmm. is
5: what pisses me off is like you know we we argue over you know we don't want to give tax breaks to corporations and this and that. And it's like we have kids in this country starving. that are starving, That's right. and mm-hmm. it's not their fault. And yeah. you know mm-hmm. when we, like let's start taking care of our own backyard. Yeah. You know, in the in the city or whether it's out in the in the countryside. Right. Like let's you know when it's ki- especially when it's kids it right. just infuriates me sure. um, that we don't you know we spend hundreds of millions of dollars on these you know elections and things where we just kind of don't get change because people right. are you know have lobbyists and all this shit when mm-hmm. we really honestly like I can go back to my hometown it's not just in Eastern Kentucky it's like you know I can go to any state right. you know mm-hmm. in this place. And uh, the United States, and you'll you'll find cities where people are just living in squalor, sure. mm. with no access to healthcare and no mm-hmm. food, and it's it's disgusting that we live in a country where
3: and we shoot ourselves in and the foot. We yeah, we, yeah. we're in Hollywood one because of the you don't know. Yeah, world, and you, and you, don't got, know person, you don't know where that person. You don't know that person could be the yeah. person who solved a lot of the problems for everybody. Sure. Like you know, we kind of squander. You know, our our people are our natural brain resource. Trust. Right. Our brain trust, and mm-hmm. we squander it for the same few people. And you know we could really be having some really we we could be the country we we We,
5: pretend to be that's the thing or we tell people we're going to be and I you know and I love this country and that's what I tell my friends it's like the ideals of of our that our country were founded on Mm -hmm. are such great ideals. Mm -hmm. And we need to live up to that mm-hmm. And we're not doing it As a nation
3: Like America's like Our drunk uncle Who can't get his shit together <laughs> You love him And you want him to do well It's like Dude you're the most brilliant You know mm-hmm. Or your auntie Who you just can't get his shit together <coughs> Her shit together It's yeah. like You are just The shiny thing And we just can't see it
1: mm-hmm. You know Damn.
5: Yeah So anyway
1: So there you go Y'all know how we do doing On The Rant Room I'm your host Hilliard and You guys can follow me On Twitter You guys can follow the show <laughs> Screenwriters <laughs> RR <laughs> And please give us A five star review um, and um, what's the other word? Subscribe to us on Twitter. No, <laughs> shut up, bitches. iTunes. <laughs> on iTunes. Oh, we, we subscribe to Twitter now. <laughs> Stitcher. <laughs> iTunes. Stitcher. Spreaker. Whatever I love all that other stuff. What? What's the other... Did you say lesbian? He said, what's the other one, lesbian? Lipson. Lipson. Oh. Lipson okay. is the thing that we use that distributes Oh, I don't know. Out. I just, you know. Well, then I'll be Lesbians about. are okay. a group of women. <laughs> <laughs> women. Who love other Who love
2: women. Other women. Exactly. To work, we'll have right? some on the show <laughs> <system>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And um, thank you guys. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. All the top countries out there. And I hope you guys have a great holiday weekend for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time this comes on, I'll be a married man. Oh, my yeah. God.
5: Oh. I'll still be
2: single. Uh, (laughs) Find me on Twitter. Uh, I know a whole bunch of Uh, people who want to get a y'all job. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, (laughs) um,
1: tell Jeffrey to call me five (laughs) five
4: (laughs) five. <laughs> I do it the most. They're doing the most in here. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God.
1: So, y'all say it with me. Y'all know how we're doing what on the Red Room. We keep it street, yeah. mm-hmm. we keep it opinionated, what we keep guys? it what? No. 2015. 2015. Peace, y'all.
2: Get out.
0: Welcome to the rain, Room.